Hello, everybody, and welcome to SB Sports Weekly. This is an emergency podcast edition. We do not have any guests on today's show, but instead we have breaking news. And that breaking news, yes, emergency pod. Thank you, Alex. And that breaking news is that football is back, and it is back in 2020. The Pac-12 CEO group today, um, just a few hours ago, really, uh, voted to bring back football for this season starting on November 7th, I believe. Yeah, the, yeah, that week, the week of November 6th, November 7th. Yes, yes the week of November 6th, November 7th. And along with that, basketball is also coming back, as, a, as is many of the other winter sports. Um, the CEO group decided to vote for bringing back those sports for 2020. So, Alex, you were in the Zoom meeting today. So, Alex, what was your reaction to the return of uh, sports, ASU sports, Pac-12 sports for 2020? I mean, obviously, the first reaction is excitement. We, as, as editors of a, a, a school paper sports section, we're watching all of these other, these other schools participate in sports, uh, most of them successfully and, and in a healthy manner. And we can't cover it because technically it's not our school. Now we're going to have that opportunity. We'll be in about six weeks, but we're still going to have that opportunity. Um, and I, obviously, I'm very excited for that. Mm, so, Alex, today you are in um, the conference-wide Zoom meeting with ASU's athletic director, Ray Anderson, among others. What was the feeling within the Zoom call on those who are participating It just like what was sort of the feeling in the room, in the Zoom, I should say? Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, obviously they're, they're ready to get going. Um, it's been a long time coming, as everybody knows. But the, um, this was an evolving process, even from the day that they said that they were postponing everything. They were um, not directly scheduling new things, but they were constantly talking about it. They got the Quidel testing about three weeks ago. Um, that allows for daily testing. Um, you know, a ASU specifically already had their testing available to all students whenever it was needed. So ASU wasn't directly affected by Quidel testing, but the rest of the Pac-12 was. That was a huge element in kickstarting this. And obviously the local governments um, and, and health organizations um, changing, not, not changing the, the um, level of the guidelines, but maneuvering the guidelines enough to where this can happen. So other than just this football piece, there was also um, there was also the basketball piece of this, the winter sports piece of this of this news. So can you kind of elaborate on some of the details within that? Yeah. So the, the men's and women's basketball are going to start with the rest of the country um, on Thanksgiving weekend. We just don't know where and, and specific times of that. Um, now, all the other winter sports are good to go as well. Um, and they wanted to make sure, because also, I'm not sure who noticed this, but um, things like soccer, volleyball, cross country weren't directly mentioned in the release. Those are fall sports. And the, the explanation that I believe it was Larry Scott kind of put out there was for cross country, they have a season. He, the way he explained it was they have a season that goes pretty much year round. Um, so they're not as affected by having a quote-unquote fall season. The others, um, the, the volleyballs and the women's soccer, or 
uh, in the ASU case and the men's soccer and the rest of the conference case, um, the NCAA backed up the, the championship date for um, those sports until the spring. So they're going to have those sports in the spring as now is scheduled. So uh, winter sports are currently a full go football um, as full as you can get of a go starting on um, November 6th, November 7th. Mm, and they also mentioned in this release, I believe that there will be no fans at these events right. either. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No fans at these events. And there was an interesting way this was worded. It was no fans in attendance of events that are held on a Pac-12 campus. So does that mean that the Pac-12 championship game, if it's held in Las Vegas or something, could they have fans? I'm not sure. I'm sure they're still trying to figure that out, and they'll put that on a later date. But any event that is on a Pac-12 school's campus will not have any fans. So, Alex, we know that winter sports are coming back, including basketball. We know some of these other sports, such as volleyball, we played in the spring instead of the fall. And we know that football is coming back in November. So just getting back to football, what will that football schedule sort of look like then? Yeah, well, the way the plan is currently set is to, again, start on the week of November 6th, November 7th. And the reason that date was, was chosen was it's basically six weeks starting this week, pretty much. They have, they, the presidents wanted to make sure there was a six-week uh, six ramp-up period um, because, obviously, that's what was recommended by the NCAA, but also you're seeing a lot of injuries in the NFL, some other um, collegiate um, games as well, and they want to limit that as much as possible. So November 6th, November 7th is when they're going to start. Then they're going to go all the way to the week of December 18th for the championship week. And I say championship week because every Pac-12 team will play a game on championship week. Pac-12 championship, one in the south against one in the north, will play each other. The two in each will play each other, three, and so on, all the way down to six. So that is where you'll get your seventh game in. Again, the seven-game schedule. So as the, the first six weeks are going to play out, it is going to be each team will play its inner – um, interdivision opponents, all of them, all five. And then that sixth will be a to-be-determined cross-divisional opponent. So you're going to get all five of the, of the South. So ASU will play USC, um, Colorado, Utah, um, UCLA, and Arizona, and then one of the North. So with only a seven-game season then, Alex, um, although it is quite interesting, the seven-game season, should – Say ASU, just we're playing the theoretical game here. Should say ASU win the Pac-12 championship, have the best record out of seven games, and win and win that championship game, then would they be deserving of making the college football playoff despite playing four, three, four, five less games than the rest the than most of the other com major conferences in college football? And another point to that, you're also saying ASU is going to play all seven of their games. We don't know if that's true. they get one canceled because there's no room in the schedule to make up a canceled game. That's another point that, that should be brought up. But something that Larry Scott really wanted to make uh, apparent, obviously he's going to say this because he's the commissioner of the league, is that a Pac-12 team should obviously be looked at as a chance <clears throat> to make that 
um, 14 college football playoff. Um, that's remain to be seen because we see in a 12 game, 12, 13 game season anyway, that the PAC 12 kind of is that fifth of five power five conferences in terms of prestige. So, you know, even playing less games than pretty much every other uh, conference is going to be, in my opinion, hurt those chances unless there's a team that blows everybody out and goes undefeated, honestly. Now, in terms of could there be expansion, because obviously there are people like, oh, let's expand the playoff to make sure uh, to prevent all that speculation and stuff. Well, Larry Scott also said apparently he sits on uh, one of the boards that determines the CFP and, and all that stuff. Not, not determines who's in it, but, like, the makeup of it and, and um, stuff like that. He said that among his, his peers on that committee and among the, the commissioners, there's no real momentum towards that. So um, for this year, for sure, I'm going to say that there's going to be no expansion of the CFP and probably not for the near future. With the upcoming college basketball season, um, mm-hmm. ASU had a very eventful um, – offseason with the addition of Josh Christopher, Marcus Bagley, and with their top guards like Alonzo Verge and Remy Martin coming back to school. So what does this news of the Pac-12 basketball season starting in November help? How does that help this team in your mind? It helps this team because the morale is instantly boosted. I know um, that, that some of the players on the team – um, you know, we're kind of like, all right, I don't even, I don't know what I'm going to do since we're postponed all the way till 2021. They're um, a little bit down on themselves. Now they're immediately back. They're going to be starting with everybody else um, for the rest of the, uh, in the rest of the country. So they have their chance. They have their chance to prove the Pac-12 is a good league if they have any non-conference opponents. They have a chance to win the Pac-12, which they have a very um, solid chance to do so with the roster that Bobby Hurley and his, and his coaches have recruited. And then also make noise in that NCAA tournament. I think the, you know, last year we saw a very decent Pac-12 season, probably one of the best Pac-12 regular seasons that we've seen out of this ASU team in a while. And I think that's something that Bob Hurley wants to build off of. Um, So we're going to see a lot of um, energy and explosion out of the gate from this team for sure. Similar question, but on the football side. Um, Now that, not that they have a season, what kind of season do you, do you sort of expect the Sun Devils seem to have, despite yeah. the fact that they only have seven games to prove it? Yeah, well, I, I think the interesting part is going to see who that cross-divisional opponent will be in the regular season, that first six weeks. So you know who your other five are going to be. But, you know, if you draw an Oregon, if you draw, let's say, a Washington or maybe a Stanford or something from that north, those teams are going to be pretty solid. Obviously, Stanford's got to improve off of a couple bad years, but that is going to be a part of it for bowl purposes and who knows uh, college football playoff purposes or whatever you want to look at it. Now, in terms of players to look at, obviously, Jaden Daniels is, is this is his second year um, and, and you're going to want to see some progress out of him. But Frank Darby is the guy that I'm going to be watching most this season. He is trying to become the third consecutive year, third consecutive wide receiver from ASU taken in the first round. He has the potential. He showed up in a couple games last year. The Oregon game, he had a nice touchdown reception. Um, Also played decently in the bowl game as well. And if he can get to that next level like Brandon Ayuk did after he became the number one option, 
like Harry did after he became the number one option for, you know, it only takes one good season. Now Darby has that chance to raise his NFL stock. That's some interesting analysis, Alex. Thank you for um, giving us your insight on this story and um, giving us maybe some, you know, vague predictions for the upcoming ASU ASU basketball and uh, now present ASU football season. So that's that'll do it folks um asu football is back for the 2020 season breaking news here from the state press and for more stories on asu football and um all asu sports related content um please stick here with the state press thank you for listening